Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to The Shapes of Stories, a podcast with me, Lawrence Prestige, as your host. Stories come in all shapes and sizes, whether it be from our favourite books, our life experiences, or the day-to-day challenges and issues we face in the world today. So, um, a really interesting, uh, really exciting episode to share with you today. Um, I was a kid in the candy store, really. This really took me back to my childhood and... Uh, the nostalgia was great in this episode. I was very excited because today I get to speak to Richard Cadell, who um, is also um, probably best known for the, being the owner of Sooty and the Sooty Show and Sooty Sweep and Sue. And um, yeah, it was it was really uh, a really interesting conversation um, with Richard. He he really shares some things that you probably didn't get the opportunity to hear. Um, from from him usually, you know, about his his career, how he got into um, the, to purchasing um, the rights to Sooty, um, plans that he's got going forward, which I'm very exciting. He actually gives us a bit of an exclusive towards the end of the towards the end of the episode, so I'm um, very excited for you guys to hear that, and yeah, really excited for Richard as well. Um, yeah, really nice guy, re- really just passionate about what he does, and and you could really. You could really feel that, and and that's what was refreshing. Because I think it was something. Because you know, Sooty at the end of the day is a bit of a national treasure, isn't isn't he? Sooty and Sweep and Sue, and um, to know that Sooty and his friends are in the the capable hands of someone that really cares about the Sooty legacy and the history of Sooty um, was really refreshing. And and Richard talks to us about um, you know how you know his, like I said his career. And puppetry in general, some really um, interesting, some funny stories that Richard shares with us, actually. And, yeah, in this episode, there might be a little surprise for you as well. It might feature a certain sooty and a certain sweep as well, because I know people are probably worrying about them, because, you know, they're getting on a bit, you know, they're getting on a bit now with the coronavirus and stuff. You know, they, they probably are in the high-risk category, but we're able to check in and make sure that they're doing okay. Um, but without further ado, here is my wonderful chat with um, the inspiring Richard Cadell, Sooty and Sweep. Busy, busy, let's get busy. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm really good, thanks. Thank you for uh, yeah. being interested in, in my <laughs> silly little life. <laughs> no, no, it's brilliant. Uh, how's this year been for you? Because I mean, with with Sooty, I guess you're tour- you're touring all the time. I've seen your show twice actually. I've seen it. I've seen it um, in Leamington Spa, and I've seen you guys in Winter Wonderland as well. Oh, um, yeah, it was a really, really great show. But how but how's this year been for you? Because I imagine you've had a lot of cancellations and things that you were looking forward to. Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, I think you know, I have to give you a really honest answer. It's not been good. It's not been yeah. easy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with my job. I'm, I'm being very fortunate. You know, I, I've, I've always got a full diary, um, which means I'm always performing or I'm doing the TV series or what have you. Um, and I didn't realise how much I needed that until it was all taken away and suddenly. I live in a nice little house. I'm just overlooking the beach and stuff, and and I've got all this, but it sort of all faded into sort of nothing. I was I was really really lost without the performance. Um, yeah, so everything was cancelled. I was mid theatre tour. That all stopped. We had a TV series 
It was going to shoot early uh, September. That was all knocked on the head. Well, we moved it from June to September and then that went. Um, and I do magic as well as the Sooty Show. And a producer was going to use me in a, in a show called Extreme Magic, which was sort of chainsaws and everything that's so far removed from Sooty. So that was a lovely, <laughs> a lovely, I love Sooty, but it was lovely to look forward to that. So everything just went. Um, the lifeline's been that a few weeks ago, Kudos, who I do panto for, have um, unleashed six or seven socially distanced pantos around the country. So I am actually working at Christmas, cross fingers. So, um, so that's uh, that's been brilliant mentally, and um, obviously, yeah, for lots of reasons. So, but it's been a tough year for everybody in the entertainment business. A strange year, um, but hey, yeah. showbiz. I guess it's I guess as well it's it's kind of the the fear of the unknown as well, isn't it? Not knowing how we're going to sort of progress from here. And hopefully we're getting this news about a vaccine and hopefully we'll be able to kind of have a different 2021. Um, but, you know, for me as well, like, you know, I tour around schools and, and things like that and you don't realise how much you do love what you do until it's completely just taken away from you. It kind of makes me appreciate it more because sometimes when I'm travelling, I'm like, oh, I've got, you know, seven schools and book events and stuff this week and, you know, I just want to kind of, I'm feeling a bit burnt out and it's a bit too much. But when it's all taken away, you know, you really do appreciate what you do. I have a, a, a great agent, great manager, um, a guy called Michael Vine, who has looked after some very famous people, very successful people uh, as a manager, and he defines it perfectly. He says there are some people that want to perform, like to perform, and then there are some people that need to perform, and which mm. category are you in? And I'm in the need to. It's not about the money for me. I'd do it for nothing. I mean, I shouldn't tell anybody that. <laughs> but I would do it for nothing, um, and that's the difference. It's kind of... It, it, it underlines your reason to live i think so anyway hey ho we're, we're performing now i'm, I'm on we're now, performing now so, exactly so, 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 <laughs> well so how good. how long have you been performing for like how did your sort of performing in um, life start um well i was i mean i don't know if you're going to use any of this video but all of this this is my office it's kind of like a, i keep all my stuff here from from my career and there's pictures just behind me there black and white pictures of me when i was probably eight in a, acting in a, in, a, in a stage play so my mother was a professional actress and so she, and I had a natural uh, as did my sister who's also was a very successful soap actress for years quite well known and she and myself developed this love of theatre encouraged through my mother who of course was thrilled that we loved it and so I started as a child actor and while I was in that play actually that very play that the pictures <laughs> are of the guy that was playing my father he was going to, uh, in his next play, after this season had finished, he was going to play the part of a magician. And he was having lessons from a member of the Magic Circle in order that he could perform magic on stage. He was an actor. And I thought the idea of having magic lessons was brilliant. And at the time, I was being forced into piano lessons, and I hated playing the piano. I don't know why my mum and dad wanted me to learn the piano. I absolutely <laughs> hated it. So I said to my mum, look, as a trade-off, can I swap these piano lessons for magic lessons? Because um, I love magic tricks, watching them and stuff. And I'd only be about eight. Um, and they agreed. So I had a member of the Magic Circle, who is still my lifelong friend, Brian Glover, come to my house on a weekly basis and teach me tricks. Um, and from that, I became, I'm coming a long story, very long story short. When I was 15, I was the Young Magician of the Year, the Magic Circle's Young Magician of the Year which was a big deal. And I got invited onto several TV shows. 
One of them was the Sooty Show and thereby started a friendship and a relationship, which 30 years on was to, to prove a life-changing, pivotal moment in my, my career. But that's another story. Um, yeah. <laughs> so who, who were your sort of um, in, uh, inspirations, I guess, or who, who did you look up to in the magic world? Would, would you always like watching magicians when you were younger? Oh, yes. I mean, wall-to-wall magic, a lot of the Americans... Um, for me, my era and idol was Paul Daniels. And yep. Paul Daniels, um, you know, especially when he first broke on television, was a massive Saturday night star. And I've since become very close friends with Debbie McGee because we've worked together, um, more so after Paul sadly died. I mean, it's only recently I've become close to her. And, and, and I said to her, you know, when your husband was at the peak of his fame, I wrote to him, and I'd be about 12 by this point, and I wrote a scrappy little bit of a kid's letter, handwritten, of course, in those days, posted it up to the BBC. Didn't think that they'd ever reply. And a few a couple of months later, it, in came this letter, handwritten, with a signed postcard from Paul Daniels, saying, you know, Richard, to keep up practising, and, you know, short and sweet, encouraging me. And that, for me, as a kid, was another life-changing like moment. Like, oh, my God, if Paul Daniels will communicate with me. I can be everything he is, because he was just the biggest magical star. And I said to Debbie years later, do you know how instrumental that letter was? And she said, oh, you always replied to every, everybody that ever wrote. And, and it taught me something. So whenever, whenever a child writes to me in Sooty, or particularly Sooty, they always get a reply. It's all social media. Really good. It just proved, you know, how someone can influence your life. So Paul Daniels was the magician's magician. He was a very commercial performer, but there was nothing he didn't know about magic. And he was very kind and generous to me in what he told me over the years. And uh, so he's my hero. That's amazing. I mean, one of my heroes was actually Sooty. He was the first present I got was my little puppet of Sooty. I mean, how old uh, How old is Sooty now? Is it? I mean... He's 72. Um, 72? Yeah, he's 72. I've got him to the left of me. I'll show you him by the end, I'm sure. He's 72, yeah. um, and he was discovered in 1948 by Harry Corbett. Um, and again, over there in my cabinet, I've probably got one of the old, well, the oldest surviving sooty. There's no original one. People hmm. often claim to have the original sooty, um, and that's a real myth, because I'm good friends, of course, with Matthew Corbett. And uh, he said that if his father had ever had the slightest inkling it was ever going to be remotely famous, let alone <laughs> legendary, he would have kept the first sooty in a glass case and never touched it. And it would have been in a museum somewhere. But they were disposable toy shop items in Harry's era. And as one <laughs> as worn wore out for his kids' party shows, he went and bought another one. So there course, were many, yeah. many, many sooties before the one that, you know, broke on television became famous. But yeah, he's 72. It's quite something. Yeah. And how's Matthew Corbett doing? Because he hasn't even put... Did he have the COVID-19? Was he poorly? Yes, he did. He yeah. was poorly. Um, he called me from the ward, actually, quite distressed because he thought the story would break. and um, He wasn't in a good way at all, but thankfully he's fine. Uh, he's a great guy. He's still fabulously funny. And he, I'll never follow him. You know, I mean, it was, it's quite, it's, it's a tough, you know, he was an impossible act to follow. And people sometimes on the internet, they still say, oh, Matthew's the best. Yeah, he was. He was the best. <laughs> he was born into it. You know, the first, Matthew says the first thing he remembers waggling over his cot was sooty. I mean, you know, he, he was lived and breathed it for 50 something years. You know, he's a genius. He still is a great man, but he's, um, he's, he's moved now to a different part of the country and he's just stepping back a bit and enjoying his retirement. So, um, but he's well, thankfully, he's well. Him That's and his great. wife are very happy. He's over that COVID, yeah. 
goodness me. That's brilliant, yeah, awful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how do you... So, like you say, Matthew Corbett, he was the sort of the pioneer, really, of Sooty. You know, really, I remember the Sooty show, the um, Sooty and Company, we were watching it as a kid. Is is it a lot of pressure for you when you sort of take, you know, when you do take over from, from Matthew? Is yeah. It, do you have to kind of think of a way to evolve it and make it a bit different? Because you can't, you can't do the same thing, can you? Because no. it, that's just impossible. No, it, it's not. And, and things have moved on. I mean, Matthew was a genius. Harry Corbett created it, and he did it for 20 years. But Harry was... You know, I, I think Harry was a, was a genius, but he was a bit stuck in a time warp, Harry. He liked the way he did it, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Matthew was instrumental in moving it forward. And Matthew took over. He kept the show modern, and that's why it was on television and survived as, as more and more TV product came into the market. Sooty kind of held its own. When I took over, it was impossible. It was an impossible act to follow and for lots of reasons, behind the scenes and well in front of the camera. A, I was very inexperienced with Sooty. I mean, how could I be possibly as experienced as Matthew? B, I wasn't writing the scripts and the people that were didn't have the understanding that Matthew had or the access or the knowledge of all the material and jokes. So the shows were tricky to get right to start with. In fact, they, some of them are pretty awful, the television series. But it wasn't that everybody wasn't trying. It's just to get it right. It's quite, you know, it's quite hard if you don't really know the subject as well as he did. Um, but twen- I mean, I've done it as long as Matthew did it. I'm now in my 22nd year, so maybe not quite as long, because obviously he worked with his dad too. But um, so only now, after 22 years, do I think I'm kind of right to say, okay, I sort of think I might know what I'm doing. (laughs) But it's took this this amount of time and this amount of time on stage. You can't learn. You can't learn it from watching a video. You've got to go out there on stage and and do it and listen to where people laugh and what they like and... And I said, I made I don't know, countless TV shows now where you always analyse them. You think, well, what worked about that? And why do children like that episode the best when I thought it was the weakest? And, and it's the, so you get to kind of get it right, I think. It's been a lot of fun. I know that. Yeah. You, like, you, you must be have, to, have to evolve the show as well, I suppose, because kids kids are different. They're, you know, different distractions of thing, things like that and well... uh, what they're into. Or, or, or do you think you can still get away with some of the older... Well, content and jokes and here's a story here's a story the answer is absolutely yes um this tv show now i i is is like we say in the days of sooty and co which is i used to watch sooty and co and the, the sooty show in the house everything was in a mm-hmm. studio so the difference now is i keep as much because i write them and, uh, with some friends of mine and, and, and i produce them um is i try and keep as much of the sooty and sweep outside i think there's a great magic when they're in the real world and they're you know in, in real shops and streets and parks so we set the whole thing on a, on a fun fair and, and, and all that sort of stuff so it's very much a location-based show now but the jokes are exactly the same um i get the inspiration for some of the jokes right from That's harry great. corbett's day and there's a lovely little story which is a bit of an anecdote um is that before I owned the rights to me and my brother owned the rights i mustn't leave him out of it because he's behind the scenes but an integral part of it um before we owned the rights, when Matthew retired, I actually worked for the company that had bought the rights from Matthew. And they were desperate to make things modern. And I kept saying, look at some of the Harry Corbett stuff. All the jokes you need are on this tape. No, no, no. Old fashioned, old fashioned, old fashioned. Anyway, one day, one of the, the producer ran down from this gallery into the studio floor and said, look, one of the episodes is two minutes short. Can you do something? I went, yeah, I'll do a magic trick. So what are you going to do? I said, well, it's a little box. I've got it over here. I'm going to reach and show you. Keep yeah, it. It's a little box. I said, and, uh, it's a little box. And, and um, you put an egg in it and the egg disappears. 
and then it appears on under my hat and it sooty hits it and it all runs down it hits the hat and all the egg runs down my yeah. face so anyway i said this is the box i bought the box in the studio the next day and they said well can we paint it it's we don't like it graham i said no you can't touch it this is you can't touch it it's my box you can't touch it um anyway i did the routine and they came down afterwards from the um the uh the gallery, oh, it's fantastic, really funny, all the egg running down. You can see it's on YouTube on an episode called It's My Party, me doing it. And I said, okay. I said, this box is you know, 40 years old. It was Harry Corbett's. He did this in 1956 on an episode called Sooty Magic Show. This is the prop he used, which it is. And I've just done it verbatim, word for word. And they hated me for it. <laughs> but I, 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 it's there. It's there for all to see. So... I sort of proved a point that everything yeah. you want, kids laugh at the same stuff now that they did years ago. The pace has to be faster, um, but the jokes are the same, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I even love, when I've, when I've seen your show, I even loved um, the memory, you know, that you relived some of the old stuff, uh, especially when you see with the water pistol, for example. I mean, I love seeing that because that just took me back to my childhood because I was just like, you know, I, I love seeing that. And it must be good. I mean, do you get adults as well sort of come up to you and say, you know, thanks for, oh, you know, giving me that nostalgia? <laughs> that's the, well, that's the thing. When, when If you've been to live shows, I mean, you go to live shows and, and, and there's the audience is 60% adult. <laughs> I mean, I, I always, I mean, I, I say a line, you know, uh, you know, say hello to Sooty, everyone. It's the same line. I do the same joke every show. And they all, but you can hear when they all say hello, that it's predominantly adult voices. And I'll say, <laughs> look at that, Sooty. The mums and dads are more pleased to see you than the kids. And it's true. Um, so you do, and, and at the minute, I'm listening to break a bit of boredom. I'm doing some of these celebrity video message things, you know, yes. where you pay a few quid and I say, hello, happy fifth birthday. Well, I mean, it's been great fun. I've enjoyed doing them, and I'm doing lots of them. It's very popular. But 75% of them for adults. Yeah. Happy 50th birthday, happy 40th birthday, happy wedding anniversary. It's all adults. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think people like... And I like to feel that the TV format now, not not maybe wasn't maybe 15 years ago, but the format now, I think, is very reflective of the, the dynamics are very the same as they were, with the dynamics between the characters are the same as they were with Matthew. And I think people who watch it now, who may have watched some of the old Matthew stuff, I think hopefully are ple pleasantly relieved that it's, in essence, hasn't, hasn't changed. And I think that's the key to it as well. Yeah, that's great. Was, was puppetry something that always interested you or did that sort of happen when yeah. you uh, took into... Yeah, oh, scary there, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because I always, I always find puppetry is quite... Um, uh, what's underrated because it is you know, anyone can put a puppet on their hand but you know you have to be a really skilled puppeteer to, to really interact with kids I find no yeah I think you've got to be a good actor um yeah because you've got to suspend belief and um I, I find now I've been doing it so long especially when I'm in the business so well, I'm double handing that means you're doing sooty and sweet is yeah, that okay. Is, is this, oh, I'm going to do a double hand, a single hand, that, you know, I told you that's sort of what we say in the, when we're making the thing, is that yeah. I find, as some of the, the key puppeteers who also work on the show, that I can be talking to you and Sooty and Sweep will be doing their own things. And if I'm on stage, Sooty will notice things before I am, you know. It, it, they sort of, you develop this, they become their own little things, you know, and and... and it's like playing the piano, I suppose, when people just sort of play it when they're talking away. And they, you, know, you think, how are you doing that? You develop this sixth sense. But I just think it's a question of doing it. Here's a funny story for you. 
so when I first took over from Matthew Corbett, <laughs> um, on the first the first day, Matthew was still there because we the first few episodes of Sooty and Co of that series, we were both in it together. Uh, also with a girl, lovely girl called Liana. We were both there to start with. And Matthew was had the moment where they said, right, then Richard, Matthew's going to teach you how to operate Sooty. And it was like, oh my God, oh my gosh, this is an incredible moment. You know, what a moment. And I sat, I sat there with him and he, they closed the doors and I thought I was in for some masterclass. And he literally said, you put it on your hand and wiggle it about. And that was literally it. And I thought, well, what on earth? Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it, actually? I mean, there is more to it because you develop this thing. But in essence, that's kind of it. I don't know what yeah, I'm yeah. expecting. Um, so it is quite... It, it, Sooty is one of the most easiest characters in the world to, to, to operate, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I don't find it difficult. Anyway, I'm waffling now. <laughs> No, yeah, well, no, it's interesting because, I mean, you see some puppeteers and, you know, like um, there was oh, this girl, girl who, she, she won American's Got Talent and she had the ventrilo ventriloquist, um, Darcy Lynn, I think her name was. And yeah, she was just, you know, the way she'd operate a part, I couldn't believe she was like nine, nine, ten years old. I just couldn't believe this, this, the skill that, that she could do. And, you know, I guess you don't have to worry about ventriloquism, though. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, for me, <laughs> um, there's a guy that works, works, has worked with Sooty for many years. It was part of the last series, a guy called Ronnie LeDrew. He's been right there from the Harry Corbett era. And he specialises in marionettes. Um, now, marionettes are difficult. Marionettes are really difficult. To, to, and, and, and when you see some of like, the stuff that Ronnie does uh, and people of that calibre, you appreciate that's a real art to get right. So glove puppetry is the, you know, that's your bottom line. That's me. Wee. <laughs> then you move into the vents. That's a bit trickier. And I used to do a bit of vents as well. Not very well. And um, and yeah, then you're into so real puppetry. Yeah, go and see a mac. You never seen a good marionette show. You'll be blown away at how a good one is really clever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So how did you sort of um, come in? How did you come into being sort of the new owner for City? Was it something that you were? Did you approach um, Matthew, or did, did they approach you, or I mean, how did it kind of all happen? Well, there are two stages. Um, the first stage was uh, Matthew was going to retire. Um, he'd sold the rights to the whole thing to a, a, a company which was eventually going to be Hit Entertainment by Bob the Builder. And uh, I'm keeping the story quite simple. So he'd sold the rights, but ITV at the time were pulling in 4 million viewers a week with Sooty and Co. So they, it was one of their highest watched kids shows on CITV. They didn't want it to finish, so the new owners wanted a new presenter. Um, I was a friend of the Sooty Show, as I said, from a long time. But there were other people considered as well. And we went for screen tests. And, but I absolutely knew it was my calling. I absolutely knew this. Had, I had to get the job. I just was in love with the whole idea and, and was quite happy to trade my career as a, an illusionist and what have you to, to take on Sooty. So ultimately, long story short, I got the job as the presenter. And I was paid to read the scripts and present the, the show as directed. Um, and that was an era when I think the shows were struggling because with the new writers and, and different things, as I mentioned before. And as a consequence to various elements, the Sooty show was taken off the air by ITV in about 2003, maybe. And it would probably have finished there because my contract finished. I was under no contract to present the show whatsoever. I went back to doing my magic. I have other, another business as well I focused on, which has nothing to do with show business. And, um, and I, um, 
Sooty was uh, was finished, and and it would have remained finished, and I think would now be one of those shows like Rainbow, where we all look back affectionately, but we know it belongs in the past, and that's where Sooty was in two thousand two, and in two thousand and eight. A friend of mine phoned me and said, have you seen the Guardian newspaper today? And I flipped over to the back page and there was a story that Sooty was for sale and that the, the owners that had bought it off Matthew Corbett were going to sell all the rights. But of course, it wasn't worth anything like what it was worth when Matthew sold it because it wasn't on television anymore and the merchandising had all fallen away. But it was still a lot of money. And at the time, me and my brother owned a theme park. That was our other business. So I said, you know what, David, we've got to buy this. We've got to buy this. If worst case scenario, we, we can have sooty shows on the theme park. I said, but I want to put this right because I know I know the mistakes they made. They didn't do it the way it should have been done. I know we can breathe life back into this. So after quite a fierce bidding war and many, many, you know, serious amounts of money. I'm not talking, you know, we're talking a lot of money, but serious. But we had the, the theme park as business to, to, to use as collateral, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. So, so we, we, me and my brother purchased the rights in 2008, but the mission was to get it back on television. And that was not easy because ITV's last experience with it was, was that of a failing show. So we had to kind of convince them that it would be a success again. And it costs a lot of money to make a television show. You know, it really does. Many thousands per episode, tens of thousands per an 11 minute episode. So for ITV to commission 26 series episodes at a time, it was a big investment for them. So they needed confidence. So I made a pilot called The Big Day Out, which is actually shot on our theme park. And it's on YouTube still. And that was the pilot. I took it back to ITV and they, they really liked it. And they said, well, we want 26 episodes and can you shoot it all on the theme park? We love it. So that was the start of it all. Um, and, and, and we reignited the whole sooty um, brand. I hate using it, it's very corporate, the word brand, but <laughs> yeah. we, we breathed life into something that I loved um, and to see it come alive again and to see it still, I mean, it's still on ITV every single day of the year. They transmit it on their children's strand every day. There are repeats, of course, because we physically couldn't make that many episodes, but um, we're still making new ones. We are supposed to be uh, until this year, but we'll make some next year. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it, it was a real journey, and not an easy one to get it back on the television. Um, and it's just joyful that it's there. And as a byproduct of, of of that, you know, I've been able to reignite the stage shows, which I love doing. Um, panto, uh, you know, I get to play wonderful parts in the Panto. I played Buttons in a fantastic show last year at Nottingham with Sooty and Sweep, of course. But yeah. I get do all the magic tricks and stuff that I fell in love with before I was doing Sooty. So it's, I've been able to bring everything together. It's been such a fabulous success for me personally. So I enjoy it so much, you know? Yeah. I think that that's really refreshing to hear as well. Cause it's, it, it probably would be difficult if um, someone that didn't get Sooty had the rights, just kind of saw it as more as an investment thing. Like you say, a brand and kind of something that was worth investing in. But the fact that, you know, you're, you, you grew up with the, your Paul Daniels and the magic and being interested in that and, and the love for Sooty as well, um, I think it's really, it's really refreshing to hear that, you know, you, you enjoy what you do. We won't say you'll do it for free, but, you know, that you, you, do, love, you, do, love, you do love what you do. And I think, I think for kids to, to get into it, you, you have to have a, a, a team around that care about Sooty in the show to, to be able to able connect with kids. Yeah, and it's the same, a lot of the same people are the same people that were there when Matthew was doing it. I kept the whole family together. Brenda Longman is still the voice of Sue. 
Brian Sanford is still sweet, brilliant, the pair of them. And they go back right, you know, right into the Sooty and Co eras. And there's lots of crew as well that drop what they're doing uh, to come and do the Sooty TV show that have been on the show for, for years. Props, scenic designers. They just love, love Sooty. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, you have to love it. And I don't think this is the secret to it. I think that whoever's going to do it next after I finish, and I don't, I have no intention of finishing, but there will be a day, I'm sure, when I have to, it, they have to own it. They can't, it can't be run by a company. It needs somebody. Matthew Corbett ran it around the kitchen table, and, and that's what we do. Me and my brother sit in this office. Well, my brother he's, he lives in somewhere far away, but we, we coordinate everything from this little room. And um, it's the easiest, you know, it has to be a little cottage industry, I think. So it's never going to be a mega, mega, mega star. It's always just going to plod along, and that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Is there something that you prefer doing in terms of with, with Sooty? Do you prefer the television stuff or do you prefer Panto or your, your Sooty show on theatre? Is there something that you really, I mean, I'm sure you enjoy it all love doing it, but is there something that you personally just really get great satisfaction from Sooty? Yeah, easy answer. Um, I do all those things, but usually after the theatre show, after the theatre shows, I put Sooty in the box. And I'll tell a little backstory. I'm terrible for talking. <laughs> They've got, um, I, I did. My served my apprenticeship before I even met Sooty. Uh, obviously, I'd done the Young Magician thing, but before I partnered with him, before I became the main presenter, I was working with the Chuckle Brothers on their stage tour, and I was a support act for them for a good couple of years. And after every show, they used to sit in the foyer and meet every child, and they would pack in theatres. They would sit there for three hours, maybe, and meet every child and sign their postcards or whatever, their programmes. And I said to and Paul, they would always be the last people at the theatre. I said to Paul Chuckle, who's still my friend, I said, why'd you do that? And he said, you can't let children let you into their bedrooms and their houses and be part of their life. And then when you're in the same building, shun them. They'll want to meet you. That's the deal. That's part of it. Now, I'm not saying Matthew did, well, he never did that. You know, he'd do a show and he'd like most performers, he'd pack up and they move away. So it was me that started the, hang on a minute, I want to go out front with Sooty and I want to meet everyone after the show if they want to, to wait and say hi. And that's what I do. That's my favourite part of the show. Forget the stage show. I love meeting the kids because they've all got a little story. They tell you stuff they picked up from the television. You think, oh my gosh, I know what they're watching. Um, and you get the parents saying, oh, of course, well, I remember watching it. And, and, they, and, and often the parents will step in for the picture. You think, oh yeah, that's why you're cute. So actually it's the one-on-one -on -one meeting. And there are some people, um, particularly it seems to resonate with uh, people with autism and other people with special mm, yeah. needs, they, they really take affection or they've often got their own sooty toy puppet. And because it doesn't speak, they can interact. So when they get to meet me and the real sooty, sometimes those reactions are incredible. And to feel that you're making a difference to somebody is such a bonus. I mean, I do it because I love it for me, but to, to know that, you're, that, that some people absolutely, uh, you know, they hang on every second that this character everything he does and, and they, they it's their focus of their life and, and I've made some wonderful wonderful friends just from people coming to see the shows I mean you know yeah. I have really good friends um just because they adore it and um so that's my without question I can't wait to do the, the meet and greet is the best bit for me yeah without yeah question. I could definitely verify um what you say about the the, the kids after the show because 
when we when we went to uh, actually the person that I, funny that you say about um, autism because the person that I went to the sooty show with he I was, a, I was kind of there with him he was autism but he loves the sooty stuff he loves all slapstick stuff whether it be sooty Chuckle Brothers Mr Bean all that kind of stuff because they can relate to it but yeah when we came out of the show the, the queue to meet sooty after the the Leverington show was huge but it was adults and kids and yeah like you it was great that you want to meet every kid because you know I imagine when, when you've put all that energy into a show and you, you love to do it you must be you know you must feel a bit like oh, I've got to go meet all these kids do you know but what you love doing it no I'll tell you a little secret my 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 other business always has been fairgrounds and fun fairs I've had rides I still got fun fair rides now even though that I take around but that's why i got the and when you when you work the fairground lifestyle is very much like you know it's a very hard life actually and you get used to doing long hours with a smile on your face and you're working those rides and those games and all of those things so um, it's that temperament but that's why i can do two you know two or three consecutive shows and meets and greets in between them because i i have been brought up on that kind of stamina because that's what you've got to do you know if the, the fair's open at 10 in the morning and closes at 11 at night if you, you can't leave the stall or the ride because otherwise you can't and you just get used to that pace of work um and i know that that experience on the fun fair is just it pays off so many times well, i know when i do that level of you know that's where the energy comes from it's that that same sort of mindset yeah yeah and I, I suppose I've got to ask this question because people will be worried about Sooty during this year. Um, you know, 2020, you know, he's getting on a bit. He's in the, you know, the high risk category of the COVID-19. Are we able to see Sooty and Sweep and just, uh, just, just, just so the nation knows that, you know, I knew during, these uncertain, t- <laughs> well, during these uncertain times, they're we'll, doing okay. We'll, we'll get him up here now. He should okay. come up. Can you come up here, please? He's very excited. Oh, there we are. There we are. Right oh. there. there he is. You're waving to everybody at home. They're waving back. I don't know. Yes, waving back. Look at that. Oh, it's, oh, oh don't milk oh. it. Taking a bow now. He's Where's doing sweep? okay. Down there. Sweep's down there. I'll go and fetch him. Yeah. Can you be here? No, you can't be here because otherwise I can't do it. Right down there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, you want to see Sweep. Now, I'm yes. going to go, I'm gonna go out, out of shot here, I think. Otherwise, I might give something away. Hang on a minute. I've got to just do it out. Hang on. <laughs> Hi, Sweep. You're always my favourite, actually. <laughs> great to meet you. Sweet. Yeah, great. Well, that, it, that was enough. You've, you've done. You've made me very happy. I must say. I hope um, so. Yeah, and well, it's, it's great to they're both doing okay, and you, and, you know, great to know that you're doing okay as well. Um, you know, so how? How? I mean, do, what's the? I guess, how do you see 2021 going? Is it still all a bit unknown or you've got some things lined up, you positive or I mean, how do you see well, it going now? Do you know what? I'll, I'll give you a bit of an exclusive. Um, we've got a TV series lined up and Brilliant. we hope that's going to take place. We've got a theatre tour that was the remnants of last year's theatre tour that we're supposed to pick up in March. And at the minute that's, you know, in the book, but everything's with a what if because nobody knows. But um Here's something very exciting. Some years ago, we had this idea to do a sooty movie. And it was wow. reported in the press. It sort of got talked about. Um, and it didn't come to anything because making a movie is not like making the television show. It's not a world I understand at all. But people around me were convinced it was going to happen. And, you know, and it needs many millions of pounds and big stars and all of that stuff. And it kind of kicked around for several years. And lots of fans kept saying, when's the movie come out? Oh, don't talk to me about that. It's 
but I don't know. It's it's a different production company. They've got this great idea. It's it's so close, but we're just so far. And it kind of the whole idea sort of went away about a year ago. And I thought, well, you know what? That was a good idea, but it's just because it's a different arena. And Sooty is only yeah, known course, in the UK. Yeah. You need international appeal and all that stuff. Anyway, I have to tell you that a different set of producers have absolutely jumped on it, ripped the script apart, come up with something which is fantastic. And if we make this, we'll be shooting it next September. And at wow. the minute, it looks like we will be. Brilliant. That's all I can say. And But it might all fall apart because you're dealing with a lot, you know, to make a film is million, you're into serious, not like a TV series. So ultimately you're reliant on investors and things. But at the minute, you know, I've blocked off that time in my diary and there are people working on it as we speak. So, and if that happens, it will change the face of Sooty Forever in a wonderful way. It's just the most charming, funny, heartfelt, intelligent script that delivers Sooty and Sweep just brilliantly. Um, Matthew Corbett read the script and he, he, he just said that his, if his father could have read it, he, he, would, he would have just cried. It was brilliant. He said he, just, he was blown away with it. Um, so, I, as I am. It's not my, I, a, I've had some input, but I, I have to give the credit to the other writers for really getting it. Um, so that, if it happens, will be filmed we'll, in September. We'll. I don't know when it'll be released, mm -hmm. probably not till the year after, but it takes six months to cut it all up and whatever they mm -hmm. do with it. But, but how exciting is that? And some that big, is really exciting. Big stars, big star names in it. I'll, I'll be in great. it. But that, of course. I'll be <laughs> hidden somewhere in the bottom, but hopefully we'll get some, some serious people to play some of the, the villains and the, the characters that are within it, yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, that's really exciting news to, to finish on, I suppose. But um, yeah, no, no, we'll have to have you back on, hopefully, when the, when the movie comes out and you can tell us all about well, the experience. Well, things no promises. <laughs> no promises, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to come back, but obviously, no, you know, no promise. I just hope it happens. You know, I just, it would be, it would just be, oh, what a, what, a, what an amazing achievement to, 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 to uh, have him reach an international audience, which is, you see, this is the, the secret or the exciting thing is that Sooty now is, of course, heavily part of YouTube, which reaches out yes. all over the world. And we get, the, we get the statistics back. We have millions and millions of views of the Sooty show on YouTube. And a third of them are in America. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Really, interesting. love that's really gathering, you know, I mean, obviously America's a big place, so we're still talking about a tiny percentage of Americans mm -hmm. watching it. But whoever's watching it is coming back and those those percentages are increasing. So anyway, I digress. Yeah. Well, that's been great talking to you today, Richard. Where can people follow you, the Sooty Suite? Where can they follow the show? Oh, bless them. Um, well, there's the Sooty website, thesootyshow.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, at Sooty and Co. And then the Facebook page is really active. We're always updating it with funny stuff. Um, and that is just the Sooty Show official, I think. But it's just if you search the Sooty Show on Facebook, it's the one that's got a couple of hundred thousand likes. It's obviously the genuine one. And um, yeah, or um, I'm in Panto this year, all things being equal, um, in Bristol yes. Hippodrome and Birmingham Hippodrome with Sooty and Sweet. So if you're Brilliant. in those areas, people want to see it, then uh, come on down. Yeah, well, Richard's been great talking today. Great to see that you're doing well, Sooty's doing well, Sweep's doing well. It's great to hear Matthew's <laughs> on the mend. And um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us today and look forward to good things to come. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.
so there you have it. Um, a, a really fun conversation with Richard there. Um, and just a wonderful little treat seeing Sooty and Sweep. Um, you know, for those that couldn't see Sooty and Sweep uh, in the audio, um, I'll make sure on our social media pages that we um, send a little video clip to show you that little interaction we had with Sooty and Sweep um, during the podcast episode and the recording. Um, but yeah, really, really exciting news. Um, Sooty the movie, who would have thought it? Like, that's going to be really exciting. And I will be one of the first to want to... Um, to watch that and you know it's really interesting he says some big Hollywood stars that are potentially going to be in the movie as well so although it's you know it's not a, not as um not a complete done deal yet because you know things are very unpredictable at the minute with um the pandemic that, that we've uh, been going through it's still um, a really exciting um time for the future of Sooty and so be sure to follow Richard and the Sooty show on their social media and be sure to follow us as well. You can follow us on the Shapes of Stories um, Twitter. You can follow us on um, Instagram uh, under Prestige Books. That's my Instagram for me. Uh, and then there's my Twitter as well, LPrestige7. Or you can follow me on Facebook at just Lawrence Prestige on my page. Um, but thanks guys for listening. Izzy Wizzy, let's get busy. <laughs> what a wonderful uh, nostalgic moment, especially for me. I, I love Sooty Sweep and Sue and uh, when I was younger, I had all the the, the old videos and things like that. Um, but yeah, and, and the Sooty, Sooty and Company, I think, was my favourite TV show as a kid. Uh, but anyway, um, thanks Richard for coming on. Thanks Sooty, thanks Sweet, thanks um, everyone that's been listening. And um, yeah, another episode coming your way very soon. Thanks guys, speak soon.